Welcome to Season 2 of the Basics of Life Conversations with Rob Salvato. You're really practical. Good. But this is the beauty, and it's so funny because even when Rob was, when you were talking about like what we wanted envisioned for the podcast and how it was for Unchurched, and we had like lots of conversations like how how Christian should we be, you know, how how deep should we go? And it doesn't matter what we're talking about. Like it always comes back to God and being in the word yep. and, and doing your devotions and listening. So every time it doesn't matter. Like that's just the foundation of, of how we live and what we need to do in life. Today on the Basics of Life Conversations, we are doing a special Mother's Day edition. And my conversation is with two amazing moms who have their own podcast called Momming. They are fun, insightful, and encouraging. And I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So now, here's my interview with Rachel Urbina and Stacy Henschel. All right, well, welcome to the conversation, ladies. Thanks for having us, Rob. We're excited. It's good to be here. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this, and I think this is going to be a great blessing to all the moms that hear it. So why don't we start off by having you introduce yourselves. Tell us who you are and about your life. Well, my name is Stacy Henschel. I am a mom to two beautiful daughters, five and eight years old now. They're old. Um, I've been married for 14 years to my soulmate love of my life that I actually met here at Calvary Vista. Um, and yeah, we just, we're trucking, we're trucking on. <laughs> Time goes by too fast. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. Love, love you and Joe and your <laughs> girls. You guys are doing great. Well, you, Rachel, introduce yourself. So my name is Rachel Urbina and uh, we, my husband and Jamie and I just celebrated our 17th wedding anniversary. I can't believe you're younger than me. You've been married three years longer than I have. <laughs> and we have two boys, um, 14 and nine. So I'm a little bit in the thick of it with the teen, Yeah, but still really enjoying the nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's I'm great. totally kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I don't think Wesley's going to hear this. Yeah, so. <laughs> he probably won't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> So you guys have your own podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you tell me about that? It's called Momming. So how did this come about? What's the focus of it? So this is Rachel's brainchild, so I'm going to let her <laughs> explain it. Okay, so during quarantine, um, I was thinking and just feeling like, you know, what could we be doing and um, had a lot of time, which I don't normally have a lot of time. And I just felt like the Lord impressed this on my heart. Like we have so many amazing moms and women here at our church and just in our circle of friends and they all have incredible stories. They all have incredible advice. So I was thinking like, what's a way that we could give a platform to moms we know. So, so momming kind of came about in my brain um, for three reasons. I thought, well, number one, to edify the body of Christ, right? There's so much content being pushed. That's anti-biblical and discouraging and fear-based. And so we wanted to provide something that was the opposite of that. The second goal was to give women a platform, moms a platform to share their story. Sometimes I feel like moms think they have nothing to offer or they have nothing worth sharing. And the third um, goal, which uh, is kind of cool, I've been hearing stories now, is to reach the unchurched, really, Mm -hmm. like women who maybe just don't, 
run in Christian circles or have Christian friends or whatever. Um, I was coming across a lot of those types of women um, in my children's life, like the things that they're involved in. And we all, as moms, whether you're Christian or not, struggle with the same things. So that was kind of the third motivation of this was that I could share it with people. People would share it with people they know. And while they're getting momming advice, they are yeah. hearing the gospel and that Jesus loves them and has a plan for them. So that's the threefold kind I of where it came from. I love it. I love <laughs> it. And I got to say, you guys do an amazing job with it because I've actually heard several episodes. Um, I'll be driving with Denise or <laughs> she's got it on in the house and, and you guys do a great job. I mean, I was like really, really impressed. Thanks. I was like, I got to have these guys on my show because they do such a great job. Well, Mother's Day is coming up and it seems that life today is so much more complicated than 20 years ago when Denise and I were raising our kids. And I think there's so many, you know, opportunities and activities to get involved in and tons of things that... I think are distractions. So what do you think are the biggest challenges right now to raising kids in this modern world? I want to know what you're going to say first. That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I was thinking about it and I was praying and I was like, Lord, you know, I have my opinions, but what do you want me to say? And he gave me three totally awesome words. So I think the biggest challenges are the ones that have always been around. And it is that the enemy of, of our souls wants Maybe to... Maybe I should have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> wants to, the enemy of our souls wants to distract us, deceive us, and destroy us. And he's doing that brilliantly through being busy, through tearing apart families, through you know, many different ways. I would say maybe like times have changed, yes, and, and things change and culture changes, but the strategy remains, <laughs> you know, it is, it is, it is the age old strategy. And so that manifests itself in many different forms, right? Um, sometimes we, we think of it as it could be busyness or our kids are misbehaving or our marriage is falling apart or whatever, whatever, you know, you fill in the blank for what, you know, applies to you. But, but, but those are the biggest challenges is that, um, we have a spiritual enemy mm-hmm. and he's relentless yes. in his, uh, what did I say? <laughs> Mom brain. Um, uh, yeah, distraction, deceiving, and destroying. Yeah. Your turn. So true. <laughs> oh, man. Now I have to follow that up with my lame answer. No, it's, oh, you're, you're going to be really practical. Go. Yes, let's, let's hear it, Stacey. I am going to be really practical. Good. But this is the beauty. And it's so funny because even when Rob was, when you were talking about like what we wanted envisioned for the podcast and how it was for Unchurched, and we had like lots of conversations like how, how, Christian should we be you know how how deep should we go and it doesn't matter what we're talking about like it always comes back to God and being in the word and and doing your devotions and listening so every time it doesn't matter like that's just the foundation of of how we live and what we need to do in life and Mm -hmm. you're right you Mm -hmm. know at the end of the day it is it is distraction Mm -hmm. good tell me (laughs) distraction (laughs) deceit deceit and destroy but what what I was going to say challenges today is like like for me, there's just this crazy, I would say like the liberalism that's kind of coming out mm. and uh, I say liberalism and I don't mean Republican versus Democrat. That's not what I mean at all. I mean this liberal push of 
it's it's almost it's very postmodern in the way that it's presented to our kids and it's like there's no absolute truth mm. there's you're you're whatever you want to mm-hmm. be if you want to be a unicorn today you can be a unicorn <laughs> right, totally right, right. and you're just like what no and this is like seriously what our children are learning mm-hmm. no matter where they go nowadays and this is embedded in the way that we teach our kids in America, it just it blows my mind that this is how that they're being raised. And it's just confusing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so confusing for them. And so, you know, we're blessed to be able to homeschool and to have our kids at home. But that's a definitely a huge struggle is just them out in the world getting these these bits of information that is just so wrong, you mm-hmm. know, and so contradictory to what is right and teaching them that there is absolute truth giving them that foundation that God's word is the absolute truth, that that's how they need to live their life. Mm. Um, but Amen. that's a big challenge, I think. For yeah. Us. So you're homeschooling. Yes. And do you homeschool as well? Yes. Okay. Have you always homeschooled? Yes. We've gone through phases of what that looks like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Homeschool and on your own school. And <laughs> like a, we did a private school because yeah. we worked, you know, like random. Yeah. It's that, been, it's changed. Yeah. whatever so I think when I when I'm thinking about this you know question and and you know the challenges and and, and I just was thinking when you guys were talking that maybe you know you, you've kind of grown up in this but I look at it from there's just so much busyness and mm-hmm. so many activities and and so much more choices than mm-hmm. when my kids like these I sometimes scratch our heads and go how do these people do this you yeah. know and so how do you find the balance in all of that? Well, my parents are constantly getting <laughs> so mad at me. Why are you so busy? Like they get angry. Like yeah. it's not even like making fun of us. It's like, get out of my house right now. You're, <laughs> I can't even listen to your life. Yeah. Like it's so true though. There's so much going They're on. They're exhausted just listening <laughs> yeah. to you talk about it. They you. are, you know, yeah. and there's just, I think for parents nowadays, at least for, I can speak for, for me and Joe, like we just want our kids to have the world and we want them to have all these experiences and, and all these talent, like we want them to be able to, to really focus on what they love to do. We want them to find what they love to do. And so we are really busy and active, but it is exhausting, you know, and the older they get and the more driving you have to do and there's this and there's it's, it's crazy. Our schedules are crazy. It's it's very busy. Yep, I agree. The, the, the in that respect, I feel like COVID was kind of a blessing. Oh, it was the best part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Yeah. So, um, I think going you know what you said, Stacy, about how it always comes back to you know being in the Word and spending time with the Lord. That's probably how you guys keep your sanity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think the fear for a lot of I'll just say moms, but probably parents is, um, you know, if I don't provide my kids opportunity A, B, and C, then they're going to miss out and they're not going to be the human being that they were meant to be. And it's going to be my <laughs> fault. Yeah. It's, it's the whole, like, it's my fault that they didn't become what they were supposed to be, you know? And there's this, fe- it's like a fear. It's okay. fear driven decisions in my opinion. That. Now, are you speaking from experience? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I have to say yes to all these things because you want well-roundedness. You want ex- life experience. You want all these things. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what does God want for my kids? Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> that plus, right. I love them. And I love seeing the joy on their faces when they're doing stuff they yeah. love. And they are so social. They want to oh, okay. be with people all the time. And I am so not that way. But I'm like, oh. 
<laughs> Please, no. <laughs> Please just let me stay home on a yeah. Friday night. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So you're willing to make the sacrifice in yeah. order to of course, allow your kids. I, I think this is a really interesting perspective that you're bringing up because it's you're wanting, you're realizing that all of this is a part of developing who God intended them to be. So you're willing right now to, to make that sacrifice. Do you think, though, that you can go overboard on that to the point where suddenly it's becoming out of balance? Absolutely. I think that um, a lot of the times, and this is a total personal opinion, that children start to um, act out or misbehave is because parents are so distracted and busy that they're not giving their kids what they really need. Mm. And that's mom and dad time. Yes. So I think it can absolutely teeter out of balance actually quicker than you even realize that it's happening. So that leads into this next question. So what do you think are the, um, or what do you do? What are the key strategies that you have for keeping your kids grounded and protected? So one thing that goes along with that and also piggybacks off the last thing is, is even though we do, we are very busy and we're involved in a lot of things. Like to me, it's very important to be still Mm. and to be comfortable in the stillness. Yeah. and in the quiet. And that's something that I, I, I try to, you know, have my kids do as well. You know, so in the morning when I'm doing my devotions, I encourage them to as well. And my daughter, she'll wake up and she'll read her devotional right, like right when she wakes up and I love it, you know, and we can get so busy that we just, we need that distraction all the time that we're so uncomfortable when it's quiet and when it's quiet in our heads and the anxiety starts to build up, but that if we're at peace when, when it is quiet and when, when we can be still, like we know that, that God has us where he wants us to be. So that's definitely something I try to impart on my kids. It's one of the strategies that I say, you know, it's, it's okay to be bored. It's a good thing actually, you know, because it's when you're bored that you, you actually become a little bit more creative. You got to think of things to do. You have to be inventive. You know, you actually have to maybe meditate a little bit on what, you're trying, the, the Lord's trying to teach you and trying to learn, you know, so it's good. I, I try to slow us down a little bit throughout the day to try to That's good. impart that on them. Mm. You monitor things like screen time and... Yes, most of the time. Yeah. Yes. I know, um, you know, my grandson lives with us and I love watching him. Um, like he just got a, a big trash truck. He's like infatuated <laughs> with trash trucks. When the trash man comes, he like runs to the window and wants to go outside and wave to the trash man. But he got his own trash truck. And he, I just love watching him deal with intricate things. Mm-hmm. And, and he'll spend like a long time just trying to figure this out. And I love that you know, in him and mm-hmm. like the TV's off and the iPad's put away and, you know, all of that. Um, I, I just I think that's so, so important you know, mm. with, with kids. Um, what about you, Rachel? What are some of your key strategies for keeping your kids grounded and protected? Yeah, I'll just do the two top ones. Um, the word of God is huge. Um, just cultivating that habit when they when they're young. So when they can't read, you're reading to them in the morning. And then when they can start reading, it's age appropriate. Right. And then at a certain point it becomes, okay, this is like not a beginner's Bible. It's a real Bible. And now you're mm. going to do this little journal with it or, or whatever, like yeah. whatever it looks like for your family. Um, and sometimes that can feel like marking off boxes when they're young, but really you're just 
um, establishing routine and habit so that as they grow, it just becomes a part of brushing my teeth and reading my, you know, I read my Bible, I make my bed. Um, it's good. And I'm seeing that manifest now in my teenager, which is awesome. The second thing is that I, it was really huge in our family is just open communication. Um, especially having a teenager, um, nothing is off the table and we are all up in his business about everything. And it, but with that being said, he there, it goes both ways. Like he can ask anything he wants about anything that he's heard or seen or doesn't is confused about or whatever. And that actually, because, because we're grounded in truth, those conversations solidify, right? It's like, he hears lies or whatever from friends or out in the world. And then we talk about it and it's like, no, we reestablished what is true. Like this is what God thinks about, you know, whatever insert yeah. topic. So those are kind of our main two things. I, I love that. Now I got to ask you in those type of conversations when, you know, Wes is wanting to talk about that is yeah. who, who is that easier for you or Jamie? <laughs> well, it's interesting because I would say Jamie because he's just has a really unique gift. Yeah. Um, but because I'm a stay-at-home mom and I homeschool, more often than not, I'm the one that gets the questions, which right. is just like God has an amazing sense of humor because he's kind of forcing me to be a little uncomfortable and to rely on his spirit to be able to communicate with Wes. And then, of course, I always bring Jamie into the loop. And then there's certain topics that we're very intentional about approaching. And Jamie will like take him and go like talk about those things which I'm super happy about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's great. I love it. Um, you know, Stacy, Denise and I discovered after our second child was born, Amy, our daughter, that Aaron and Amy were radically different. And so we came to this conclusion that we almost, in a lot of things, couldn't parent them the same. Like we had to adjust to their personalities and the way that they were wired. Um, have you discovered that similar type of thing with your girls? Oh, yes. <laughs> my <laughs> girls are complete opposites of each other. And it's like my older one, in some respects, I feel like I got the hard one first. And, you know, she she's an amazing, amazing human being. and She's going to be an incredible adult. But she, her and I just butt heads quite a bit. And especially when she was little and, and she's one of those ones who would have like those crazy tantrums that you like see the poor parents and you're like, oh, my gosh, what <laughs> yeah. are they doing wrong? <laughs> right. I felt like everyone was like staring at me like, oh, my gosh, what is she doing? You know, I actually had a lady at Chick-fil-A. My daughter was screaming. My I had an infant. Isley was a baby. Eva was screaming bloody murder at the top of her lungs at Chick-fil-A because she didn't want to leave the, the playground. I'd given her the warnings. I'd done the thing, the right thing, yeah, yeah, the yeah. right tactics. Right, right. Five minutes, two minutes, 30 <laughs> seconds. Still meltdown. And I couldn't get her out of the playground. So finally, I'm like holding her hand, pretty much dragging her through Chick-fil-A. She's screaming bloody murder. Everybody's staring at me. It's the middle of lunch, lunch rush. I get her outside and then I realize, well, I can't drag her across the parking lot. I might be able to drag her across Chick-fil-A, but not through the parking lot. All of a sudden, Angel comes out of nowhere, grabs Eva from behind. No way. She's kicking and screaming. She's like, where's your car? I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You knew I needed this. That's you know? amazing. How many people would do that? Not many. Uh, so she was that child. And um, so when Isley came along, like, Isley never threw a tantrum. Never. Still to this day. I, I'm just like, wow, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but the difference is, is that 
once you get through to Eva and you tell her something, she will listen to you. She doesn't lie. She She's completely 100% honest. Whereas my little one, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. We've had the lying going on and, and the hiding things. She's the one that's going to shove things in the back of her closet so she doesn't want. I'm like, what? I'm not used to this. <laughs> right, I've right. lived eight years with not having to deal with this. And now all of a sudden, all these things and like timeouts really worked for my older one. For my younger one, she enjoys going to her room. So I'm like, okay, right, <laughs> different right. strategy. Oh, yeah. Take your candy away. That gets it. You know, you just have to like figure out what they love the most and take that away from them. Yeah. That's our that's our strategy, you know. But yeah, they're very different and you have to parent them very differently. And even down to um, being careful like with, as a mom, being careful with the words that I say, you know, to them because they're going to hurt them differently, you know. Whereas I can be maybe more straightforward with my older one, but maybe not as straightforward with my younger one because she's more sensitive. So just knowing that, because I don't want to break her spirit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're, they are very different. That's so good. And I think it's, <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to go somewhere way different when you said there, were, there was a lady. I was expecting, I was expecting a whole nother story, but I yeah. love the way that turned out. But I think it's so important for, for parents to realize that though. I think a lot of times parents don't realize that and they're trying to train one the same way they did you know, this one, and they're completely opposites. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Peter told the husbands to dwell with their wives in understanding. I think the same thing is appropriate for us as parents. And we have to come to that place of understanding, you know, how is my child wired? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what is their makeup? And, and to know how to encourage them and come alongside of them, you know, in that way. Now, Rachel, you've mentioned about Wesley being in teen, a teen, and I'm just curious if you had to do years one through five differently, um, what would you have done different? Now that you look back, I think it's always kind of good to look back and go, what could I have done differently? Especially yeah. with your first. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> like so much grace. I When I look back, I think, oh God, you're so gracious. Um, I think I would have stressed less about a lot of things. Um, I think when it's your first, you are a control freak. And so you think there's this false sense of control as a parent, especially of young children, because you kind of do physically control, like this is when you eat, this is when you sleep, right? You do have some physical control over them. But um, that that false sense of control is very quickly apparent when they start becoming their own person around yeah. age two, three, four, five, when they start talking and making choices and doing those things, you're like, oh, (laughs) you're not doing what I thought you would do, you know? Um, So what I would do differently is um, have a a less stressful mindset about things. Let let other things go that maybe seemed really important at the time, but now I I see that they maybe weren't as important. Um, And just try to enjoy that time a little bit more. It can be the most challenging years um, mentally and physically on a mom. The Just the sleep and all that that stuff is very physically taxing and it can be hard to sometimes find the joy in the what we like to call the daily grind. So um, I, I feel like hindsight has given me the ability to see like it's over so fast, so fast and to try to um, be content in that season because the the temptation can be to want to escape. Mm. 
Love that. It does go fast. <laughs> We're on grandbaby number two now. And uh, <laughs> it's just, I still remember, you know, Amanda graduating from high school. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, her being five years old. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's interesting. We had three and, you know, totally, uh, you know, bear witness with what you're saying with Aaron you know, we were like so controlling. Mm-hmm. Amy, we were a little bit more relaxed. With Aunt Amanda, we were like super relaxed. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, uh, and she turned out okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so like we learned something in that. Um, Stacy, if you were to sum up your vision and approach to parenting in one sentence, what would you say? That's hard, Rob. <laughs> I know. One sentence. Um, yeah. Aside from just quoting scripture, you know, (laughs) love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, you know, I would say I want to be intentional, present. I have to remind myself to be present quite a bit. Mm. And I want to give my kids a strong foundation for which they can live the rest of their lives because they have this solid foundation under them. I don't know if that answers your question. No, it does. I feel it's very well done. You know, it's kind of like a vision statement. I I love it. I love it. Rachel, what would be yours? Oh, I'm going to get super spiritual on y'all. That's what we expected, my love. That is not nice. (laughs) That's the best compliment anyone could ever get. I'm just joking. Um, Okay, so my, I this is what I want to say, even though this isn't always true. There, I'm being honest. Um, That my kids would be able to hear the voice of God and obey it and that the Holy Spirit would have complete control because I feel like you can teach all the right things. And this is way longer than one sentence and, and say all the right (laughs) things and you can totally do all the things you're supposed to do. But if they themselves do not hear and obey the voice of God, what's the point? Right? So that's my goal. Okay. Even though sometimes it doesn't always happen. Okay. So you get a C for the assignment, but an <laughs> A you. for content. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. So what does Mother's Day mean to both of you? You know, this is funny because it really doesn't have anything to do with what we want. Right? Because if, like, if we did what, what I wanted to do, I would want to be, I would want to sleep in. I'd want to have my book. I might want to go have like a spa day. Guess what? All those things are me by myself. <laughs> That's not the Mother's Day. You know, yeah. I learned a long time ago. It's little about like what I want. And it's more about your kids being able to show you how much they love them. However, it is that they decide to do that. Mm. I <laughs> am a firm believer in the term Hallmark holiday. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> That's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, Does that mean like watching Hallmark all day long? No. So <laughs> Hallmark holidays are is a term that refers to a made up holiday that is consu- like consumer based, right? So go buy a card, go spend oh. money, go do this, go do this, go do this. And so like, if you tell me so Valentine's like Day is a May, holiday, I might have to take you up. Like May, May they're like, hey, no major holiday in May, Mother's Day. <laughs> hey, June, no major, no, oh, Father's Day. Hallmark holiday is made up. God, you are a party pooper. <laughs> I am a cynic of the first degree. No, okay, so that's my true heart. Uh, that's like so what I really So basically it's like guys don't even celebrate this. 
for you. Um, it's exactly <laughs> what Stacy said. It's yeah. not really for you. It's it's it is um, it's it's for your mom because we're kids still, and our moms exist, and we love them, and we want to bless them. And then um, it's for your husband to feel lots of stress so that he can <laughs> and, burn, and burn the stakes and figure out what he's going to make the kids do for you so you feel loved and appreciated. <laughs> Don, just joking. But um, in all like honesty, when I think about being a mom, it's like one of the greatest joys, one of it's like all I wanted to be when I was in high school. People are like, oh, you want to be? I'm like, I just want to be a mom. I just want to marry a pastor and be a mom. That was my answer. Really? And oh, you did that. And I did that. And Stacy's like, I'm going to be a career woman and I'm not having kids. <laughs> no, and it makes me appreciate my own mom. I have an incredible mom. She's my best friend. She's been my best friend since like other than one year when I was a teenager, we were like best friends. <laughs> and so it makes me um, appreciative. And it just, it's just a little time to like hone in on, you know, those things you like about your mom and you love about your mom and that you want to be appreciative of her. And um, yeah, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Motherhood is, it's a wonderful joy that tires you out all the time. <laughs> so here's what you have to look forward to though, Stacey. Your, your dream is going to come because... <laughs> As your kids get older, as your girls get older, and they start asking, Mom, what do you want for Mother's Day? So you still get to have the day where they're blessing you, and and it's all about, you know, you. But then you say, for my gift, I want a spa day. (laughs) (laughs) And so they give you the spa day that you get to do another day. And uh, It's a good strategy. Yeah. My kids... um, would text me sometimes, Hey, what are we doing? What are we doing for mother's day for mom? See, and I, dads, it's on the dads. <laughs> but I always respond. She's your mother. <laughs> oh, that's, good. that's a good response when they're old enough. That's yeah, really good. Yeah. I say, look, I'm, I'm doing something for my mom. She's your mom. So figure <laughs> out what do you want to do? You know? Really good answer. Um, all right. We're going to wind this down. Really enjoyed having you guys on. It's been fun. <laughs> but, what encouragement would you give to a young mom listening to this conversation? Who you know is, let's just say, let's just start the, the, the mom with the toddlers. Okay. The mom with the toddlers. And then we'll go a little further. Okay. It's almost over. <laughs> it's almost over. But they're the cutest at that age ever. So cute. They, you, their kids will never be cuter mm-hmm. than when they're toddlers. God did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. He knew that was the only way we'd get through those years mm-hmm. because they're so stinking cute. You can't help but like laugh. And I think that's the one thing with my youngest is like her attitude was just so funny. We would always laugh at her. So now when she's five and she's giving me the attitude and I'm like, oh no, you're not doing that anymore. It's not funny anymore. You know, she had all these years of mom, but you thought it was funny. You thought it was good. Now all of a sudden you don't like, well, you're not cute anymore. You're not toddler anymore. (laughs) So that's what I say. It's almost over, but they're so cute. Just try to enjoy it as much as possible. All right. What about elementary age moms? Um, wow. Yeah. It's a golden year. It's a really, yeah, I was going to say it's the best time. It's, I mean, I don't have adult children, so I can't speak to that, but, um, it's It's the best time. It's the best time because they want to please you. They like your company. They still will hold your hand and give you kisses, but they're totally becoming independent. Right. So like 
the days of the diapers and all that stuff is way well behind you. They're sleeping well. It's just like a beautiful time. And then the teenager years come. <laughs> no, just joking. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, I just enjoy it. Soak it up. Um, if you have like weird little problems or issues, I mean, I just feel like they, you know, kind of tend to resolve themselves in those years. I mean, just with consistent parenting, that's what I could say. Just be a consistent parent, like set the standards and don't deviate so that they know what's expected. And then everyone lives, you know, semi harmoniously. <laughs> Semi-harmonious, I like that. Okay, and I would say to the moms and dads with the teenage kids, find a good youth group. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. yes. Find a good youth group. Amen. Um, I think we have a great one here. Mm-hmm. Our guys are doing a great job. But I know from having kids that went through that age group and then doing youth ministry for seven years, a great youth group, can make a whole lot of difference mm. because we are partnering mm-hmm. with you guys in what you are seeking to do with your kids. Absolutely. So, so tell us one more time about your podcast, how people can find it, what it's called again. And so the podcast is called Momming and it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Google, whatever it's called. Play, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's on all those things. We also have, Rachel does an amazing blog about each episode, and you can find all that information on um, on our website, mommingpodcast.com. You can find the blog, you can find the links to Spotify, to Apple, YouTube. Everything is there, and we love hearing from you guys as well. So comments, suggestions on what kind of topics you'd like to hear from. We also put resources on there. So if we talk about resources in the episodes, we always link them in the blog that correlates Great. with that episode. Okay, so subscribe to Momming and leave some reviews. These two are doing a great job in encouraging moms all over the country. So thanks for being on the show. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the Basics of Life Conversations with Rob Salvato, where Rob hosts interviews about culture, life, and ministry. You can find more Christ-centered content at goodlion.io. If you're encouraged by today's conversation, please share it with a friend, leave us a review, or give us a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We have some incredible conversations for Season 2 that you're not going to want to miss here on the Basics of Life Conversations.